Hello, I'm Brett Marshall. And I'm Zeke Boyat. And I'm Justin Bakke. And this is Sound the Foghorn. Hello and welcome. Episode 11, part 2 of our 2020 Minnesota Wild NHL Draft Deep Dive. Battling through the static that we keep getting trying to record. This is the fourth different time we've started recording an episode tonight. So when we refresh the second time, we're good for part 1. And now we're trying it again, episode 2. So far, so good. Part 2 here. So, uh... (laughs) In in uh, part one, we broke down about uh, 10 to 12 guys that uh, we thought would be interesting for the Wild to take, and we tried to cover all of our bases from trading up, whether that's to two to seven or somewhere in between there. Uh, you know, we broke down four really good options uh, at nine that we'd be happy with. Um, anyone named not Askarov? Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then also... Uh, what they could do if they do trade back a couple of picks um, as well. So uh, for this next part here, we are going to look a little bit deeper now. Um, Obviously, it gets tricky. I mean, you get outside. We even talked about it outside the first 12 picks. All of a sudden, it's just kind of dart throws everywhere. But we'll look into the second round here. The Wild pick uh, 38th overall in the second round. I believe that's the eighth pick of the second round. And then they traded their third round pick to select Adam Beckman last year. So they do not have a third round pick. And then we'll mm-hmm. go over some potential maybe fourth round picks, uh, which will be uh, pick 101. Um, so Zeke, let's start with you. Um, pick 38, second round, kind of a crapshoot, but mm-hmm. you know maybe it's a guy that falls out of the late first round maybe. It always happens. There's always some guy that drops, mm-hmm. or maybe like you know, it was Arthur Collie of last year, and someone always dropped. There's also maybe some good values in the second, and you look at guys, wild got guys like Jason mm-hmm. Zucker, guys like Jordan Greenway, who, yes, we've been critical on him, but still not a bad find in the second round. There are good yeah. players available in the second round. So, Zeke, let's get to you first. Who's someone you like that could be available? Pick 38. Okay, well, I mean, when we try this first recording, I'm going to go the same guy and uh, defenseman Ryan O'Rourke from the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds of the OHL. And he's kind of a bigger guy a little bit at 6'2", 181 pounds. And uh, like, you know, he's last year you know, with in Sioux with the Greyhounds, he was kind of a, from what I've read, asked to take on more of the heavy minutes role, kind of like Ryan Suter. And he was almost always out there, you know, playing heavy defensive minutes. And so while it seems like he does have the offensive skill set, there with the 37 points 54 games he didn't really get to show that as much last year and so I think there's a little bit of untapped potential from that side uh, offensively to his game and overall just from ready seems like a solid defenseman his left shot and uh, I think there's a pretty decent chance he's there at uh, there in their second round pick at like 38 so uh, and I, th- I said this too kind of earlier but if they don't go defenseman with their first round pick i think there's a decent chance they'll want to try to find one with their second round pick there so he's uh the guy i kind of have my eye on justin he's the guy you looked at or anything you have thoughts on really or uh, no not really thoughts uh, i kind of this is kind of the area where things get great mm-hmm. for me but i kind of went with guys that kind of sounded you know maybe would that be intriguing to draft and uh, yeah, so, i was 
I don't know if these guys will go like second round or like fourth, fifth. Like mm-hmm. it's just kind of a, a crapshoot as far as this part. Sure. Yeah. So uh, Z starts off with Ryan O'Rourke, Justin Tiquetu, who's just someone not in the first round uh, that you think would be interesting. Um, I'm going to continue the trend of defense here, and I'm going to go with a player that played for the Andover Huskies this past season. Was a, a he was Mr. on the list. Yep, Mr. Hockey finalist. Um, he did play in the American B team for the Helenska Gretzky Cup and played for, what was it, the um, Dubak Fighting Saints as well in the USHL. But uh, uh, Wyatt Kaiser, he's a, a UMD Bulldogs commit. I'm a huge Bulldogs fan, so I'm excited to see him play. But he's entering a system that is coached by Scott Sandlin that's very run-like-a-pro system. And he's going to have a lot of opportunity from the get-go because players like, you know, Scott Prunovich and Nick Wolf and and uh, Dylan Sandberg are all going to be gone. So, you know, he'll get ample, ample opportunity to start there. And then, you know, kind of his description is he's a smooth skater, excellent straight-line speed, makes pinpoint passes on breakouts. You know, he does need to work on some of his turnovers, but he shows proficient, proficient, proficiency in stretching the ice and has a second pairing potential. So on top of him going to UMD, you know, it seems like he'll make Kelly possibly a second line D. Yeah, that's a, he's a guy I had on my list. Um, I think he's kind of, he looked like maybe like a more like a middle second round pick, but it, like I said, it's such a crapshoot through there. I'm going to take a guy that is really you want to talk about divisive. This is a guy who I'm looking at. Uh, this is on Lee Prospects right now. They show where do people have him ranked. He is 18th by Craig Button, and then all the way down at 57 by McKean's Hockey, 14th uh, for European skaters, 37, 32, 20. So it's William Wallander. Uh, <clears throat> he is from uh, Sweden, plays for, um, excuse me, I'm pulling it up, uh, Modo hockey uh, in hockey Elsvenskin, so kind of a, a not a league you hear a whole lot of guys come out of, mm-hmm. but um, he's kind of a he's a bigger defenseman, six foot four, hundred ninety two pounds, um, not super mobile, but he heavy shot, good on the power play, doesn't like do anything particularly well, but also like doesn't do anything particularly bad. I think he's kind of like a like a Jake Sanderson light type maybe, so. Maybe a guy that could be your number four, for sure. I think a guy that maybe plays on your third pairing. Um, <clears throat> but I think, you know, once you get out of the first round, those are the guys you're looking for. I mean, if, if you hit a home run and find a top four guy, it's a win. But I think if you can find a, a middle pairing guy or even number, a number five, like a Carson Susie type, that's not a bad find in the second round. Um, not not bad with – he's got decent hands, can play the power play. Um, he doesn't miss in a lot, good shooting accuracy. Um, does use a size well, really good at defending the front of the net. Um, like I think like maybe like a Colton Pareko type. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think maybe the ceiling, maybe not quite as high, but I think just kind of, you think of that big physical defense and clears the puck, heavy, accurate shot, sound defensively. So like he's a guy that has been as high as 15, as low as 57. So whether or not he'll even fall that far, I don't know. Personally, I think I had him. I want to say I have him like my top 25 on my personal rankings, but mm-hmm. he's a guy that I think is realistically based on just the divisiveness could potentially fall. So we went uh, all defensemen there. Um, any other guys here kind of in this range you guys want to touch on? Yeah, I guess for me, just another guy I want to talk about who is, he's kind of similar to the guy you just mentioned, Willander, who is 
you know, some places ranked in kind of the middle of the first round and some ranked uh, mid to second round. And that is uh, another Swedish defenseman in uh, Helge Granz, or however you say his name, who is kind of intriguing. I've, I've kind of been, you know, pretty interested in the last few weeks when I've read deep more into him. But he's a right shot defenseman at 6'3", 192 pounds, plays for the Melmo Redhawks in the SHL. And last year in their junior league, he had 27 points, 27 games. And then in the 21 games played with kind of a limited role, he had three points in the SHL. But, uh, you know, he's a he's got good size, obviously, at 6'3", 192 pounds already. And he's a good skater. Uh, he can pass really well, and obviously, you know, the hallmark of his game is his uh, offensive capabilities. Uh, he's kind of a power play kind of type, but, you know, like the knock on him is, you know, maybe he could stand. Uh, his skating is good, but, you know, he, could have, he can always improve that, and he maybe he needs to become a little more physical, uh, a little more strong. Even though he's already 100 pounds, I, I don't know how, if he really, from what I've seen, plays the body all that much from that way on the defensive side. So, obviously, like most young offensive defensemen, he'll need to improve there. But he's a guy that could potentially be available that if you're looking for a right shot defenseman who has, you know, that offensive power play capability, he's an intriguing guy there that could potentially be able available in the second round. Justin, is he a guy you looked at, or uh, do you have maybe another name we should consider? Zeke, let's um, uh, a little note on him. He's another guy. Helgi Grant's another guy I've heard because kind of bounced around all over the place too. So mm-hmm. I honestly hadn't looked into him a whole lot, but I got a couple guys on my list. They're uh, you know, both forwards. Uh, the first one is Lucas Reichel. Um, according to Elite Prospects, he screams first round upside. Um, he's if he's first- in the second round, I'd be ecstatic. I have yeah. him. He might be in my top twenty. I think. He's played for Esperon Berlin, the DEL in Germany. Um, he finished with as many points as Tim Stutzel at the Under-20 World Hockey Championships. Um, he produces in a men's league as a first-time draft-eligible player. Skating is one of his best tools. And then he's an unrelenting forechecker and backchecker, projected bottom six in the NHL. And then uh, this next guy is, is a player ranked in the 40s with elite prospects, and I saw that, that Derek Felsko, he, he has this guy as a positive, too. His name is Bill Heinemann. He's a winger for Lodgeman. He basically elevates the game whenever the stage gets right, and he's a jack-of-all-trade type of player. Uh, mechanically, mechanically refined skater, maintain, maintains elevated work rate all over the ice, and can be a real two-way impact player in a team's bottom six. Those are just another couple guys that, that kind of jumped out at me. Yeah, so those are good ones. Uh, I have another defenseman here, uh, Finnish defenseman uh, Topi Niemela, and he's a guy that kind of seems to be a consensus early second-round pick. Uh, looking at different rankings here, 40, 37, 46, 42, uh, and even 38. Uh, that's our pick by uh, TSN Bob McKenzie. So uh, he's a, like I said, he's a Finnish defenseman, uh, pretty young. I think just recently turned 18, uh, yeah, back in March. So not uh, played his last season at the professional level, age 17, which not a lot of Finnish defensemen do at the top uh, Finnish level. Um, and a little undersized, six foot, uh, 163, so smaller. Um, and what I can find about him is he's not really flashy, um, but kind of reading, he kind of screamed like a right-handed version of a Jonas Brodeen. So good skater, sees the ice well, smart decision. Doesn't necessarily show up on the score sheet, but is a guy that, um, you know, I think would 
a really sound like second pairing kind of shutdown guy. And you kind of look at, you know, if you're looking, I think, you know, you look at like, if you're going to have uh, Kalen Addison, kind of the, the go to the rush type of offensive minded defenseman, not bad to pair with the defensive minded defenseman. So really like solid defensively, not a lot offensively, but I think a guy that could definitely, if anything, just be really solid in your third pairing for a while and just kind of that in that shutdown role. Yeah, so I guess one more guy that I want to touch on for kind of for me for like kind of a potential second round pick, uh, pick there is a center by the name of Roni Hermanen, who has been kind of ranked a little bit all over the place. Uh, you know, he's kind of sometimes a first round pick. Uh, I've seen him as high as like twenty. I've seen him as low as like forty five. But he's, he, yeah, last year he was in the Winter Bowl in the Fish League in two games. He had sixteen points. Uh, he, he's kind of. I wouldn't say he's necessarily. I don't think he's extremely dynamic, but he's got he's got good skill. And while he's listed as a center, I think he's a guy that I've kind of read could potentially switch to wing eventually on his career. But uh, I think he's kind of just another guy for me that could potentially be a good option there at thirty eight. Yeah, I don't really have any more kind of in that round. Mm-hmm. Justin, any others for you? Maybe he did that. Sorry, guys. I forgot I muted myself. Anyways, nope, I don't have anything else to add. Okay. <laughs> I might keep that in there. I might just keep that in there because it's funny. Yeah, I'll like, here we go again. I mean, what's going on? No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll it out. <laughs> okay. Well, we've, the static has appeared, so hopefully it's not on the recording. If it is, uh, you guys can see what you're dealing with. But in the past, it hasn't shown up. So, mm-hmm. All right. Zeke, another good, uh, another good name there. Uh, let's go real deep here. Uh, kind of into the mid rounds now now we're getting past the hundreds where it's you really don't know what happens i mean wild we found wild grab kaprasov kaprizov in the fifth um you know it's just these are the picks that if you you take you take a swing and you hope you hit um who are some names kind of as in these later rounds here maybe fourth round and beyond um wild might have hit really nicely on one last year marshall warren so who who is who you think could hopefully be the next like marshall warren kind of that late round dart throw that hits Honestly, I'm not sure where this guy will fall, but he plays with Fedor Gordiev out of golf in the OHL. Uh, he plays left wing. He scored 96 points last year in 63 games. It's a guy named Pavel Gogolev. Um, he basically, you know, he has a lethal shot and uh, has added playmaking abilities to his game. Um, you know, he's a dexterous puck carrier, and uh, one knock is his pace and lack of separation speed, but. But uh, his his shots is one thing that that is his strength. So I don't really have anything else to add on him, but he's a name that popped out at me because I remember just kind of from running the prospects page and and seeing how Gordy was doing, I would always get him and Gordy mixed up because their names are so similar, their last names. And I would always see Gogolev on the the score sheet, so you know his name just kind of stood out to me in the list here. Yeah, so I guess kind of a guy that I have who's kind of, he might even, he's going to be, I think, at most a sixth or seventh round pick, but he kind of intrigues me as a guy you kind of hit on. And he's another Russian goalie by the name, surprise, uh, by the name of Amir Miftkov, who is a third-year eligible goaltender. Uh, I think maybe part of the reason he hasn't gone the last few years, despite having a lot of success in the Russian Junior League and in the VHL, which is their minor league, uh, he is... You know, like I said, he's 6'0", 165, so, you know, you wouldn't think your prototypical size, that would be an NHL goalie these days, but like I said, he's been very good the last uh, three years now in the MHL, VHL, 
Uh, he was, after Askarov struggled at the World Juniors this past year, he was uh, put in, and in five games he played, he had a 2.12 goals against and a 9.19 save percentage. So he performed very well. Uh, he catches left, and as I said, uh, you know, 6 all 165, not all that big and not the size he would think he would need to be a good NHL goaltender. But I think from what I've read, it seems like there's some skill there that enough ability there that if you take a flyer on him, you know, in the later rounds, like I said, I don't think he's going to go fourth, fifth, like you're talking about, but I think he's, if you're just, again, later in the draft looking to take a shot on a goal, I think he's a guy you should look into. Yeah. I have a name here. Uh, the last name might ring a bell. Uh, he's been talked about very briefly on this show before the last name of this guy's dad, a uh, writer Ralston, uh, son of uh, former Minnesota wild, Sniper Brian Ralston, mm-hmm. um, currently projected kind of actually right around that 100-ish mark, as high as 55, as low as 157, but uh, a good mix from like 81, 102, 101, 107. So kind of right in that uh, right in that range, he could be um, offensive-minded forward scorer. Um, weaknesses is that he can be kind of a perimeter player, so playing on the outside. Uh, and he just kind of maybe waste effort trying to make too much happen left to right instead of just getting the puck toward the net. So he is committed to uh, Notre Dame, I believe, next year. Uh, 18 years old, six foot one, 174, so not bad size. Um, his dad was a great goal scorer. That's kind of the role he looks at. It says he tries to model his game after the likes of Ilya Kovalchuk, Nathan McKinnon. If he gets anywhere near those two, I'm sure that would be fantastic in a fourth-round pick. But... Um, it also sounds like a guy who is aware of kind of the weaknesses in his game is working to improve them. So yeah, it would be cool just to to draft a, a familiar name. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, is Ralston a former wild player and, you know, never bad to draft. I think those college players, I think more and more you're seeing uh, these college players become impact players in the NHL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys have anybody else you want to hit on here? I'll have one more player I can hit on. Um, the 18-year-old, six foot, 181 forward. Um, Elite Prospects has him ranked 86. He's ranked 118 by future considerations. I know you guys will know this name because he just won Mr. Hockey in Minnesota. Uh, Blake Biondi out of Blake Biondi out of Hermantown. Um, you know he's another UMD Bulldog commit, and seems to be a trend with me picking these UMD guys. But you know, hey, they're guys I'm familiar with. So. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with them. You know, last year with Hermantown, he scored 76 points, 25 games. You know, hands and tra- transitional play are a limit to the game, but, you know, he has uh, his puck pursuit angles and speed is, is elite, and you know, most of his offensive success is around the crease. Kind of a big body center that, that'll once again enter a prototype system in UMD and hopefully get some good development there. So. Yeah, Blake Beyond is kind of someone that really jumps out at me. Yeah, I will say I did get a chance to watch quite a bit of Beyond in the state tournament. I think for him, I think the area I see he really needs to work on is just like maturing. And, and I think playing at Hermantown, playing against, you know, high school competition, when you're the best player, you want to be the best player every night. What I saw when he got to that state tournament, they started playing those higher end teams that were trying to take him out of the game physically. He would lose his temper really quick. Um, and get frustrated very easily. He took some stupid penalties. He's so skilled, but he's got a really short fuse. Kind of a lot of, you know, that similar stuff mm-hmm. we talked about, Alexander Havana being like really skilled, but just kind right. of does stupid stuff sometimes. And I think 
and I think just, I mean, I, I was in high school too once and I, I did the same stuff. I would slash guys and cross check and <laughs> get mad. And I think it's just, it's something that comes with maturity, but yeah. I think that's one thing to watch. He's certainly very skilled. He's got this, he's got size to be effective uh, in the NHL, of, of course, too. Um, but yeah, definitely another good name. And we we're talking about some, you know, Minnesota names and eh. yeah. I think that's one thing that might have been addressed right. on that uh, Zoom about uh, the Wild not necessarily looking yeah. to bring in one <laughs> player, but don't look. Yeah. O- but I think there's also needs to be don't look over them just because mm-hmm. they're from Minnesota. Yeah, for right. Sure. For sure. <clears throat> All right, I have uh, another one. Uh, this would be if the Wild don't go with uh, Yaroslav Askarov, um, if they did want to maybe take a flyer on a goalie, kind of in a middle round, which. Um, it's never a bad idea if they don't pan out. Yeah, whatever. He wasted a fourth or fifth round pick. Uh, it's Jan Bednar uh, out of the Czech Republic. Big goalie, six foot four, hundred ninety six pounds. Hmm. He's been kind of up and down. He's had had kind of a rocky season this year. Um, struggled a little bit. Four point three nine goals against, eighty four save percentage, thirteen games uh, for the Czech in the Czech Republic. Um, did see the numbers go up a little bit in twenty four games against weaker competition. Um, been playing for the Czechs. You know, 17, 18 under teams, 43 games. Um, he was cut from the U20 team, but again, he's 18 still. So that definitely could be something he worked his way into next year. So it's, it's just been, he hasn't found consistency yet, but I think for young goalies, that's not necessarily uncommon. Uh, rankings kind of have him up and down a little bit. Um, anywhere like kind of high in the second round. Um, some in the third round, maybe even could fall maybe into the fourth. Um, you know, so I think he's a guy that could be looked at if he hits Sweet. If he doesn't, no big deal. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Any more? Any? Any <laughs> more players uh, you guys want to hit on here late as maybe some potential players here? Yeah, I, I just have one more. It's a goalie. His name's Cali Klang, out of Rogel, uh, BKJ Twenty Super Elite. Uh, I didn't do a whole lot of uh, looking into him, but he kind of jumped on me a little bit. You know, as he has confident tracking and conservative with a step, a calm and clean goalie has a good read of the game and doesn't seem to struggle with stronger pace of play. And one way this is kind of evident is he faced 20 year old talents at the age of 16 and 17. And I, I feel like that's kind of a sign of maturity. So maybe that's kind of a, a flyer that we take on a goalie in, in one of the rounds, one of the later rounds. Yeah. And I guess Oh, you can say something? Okay, well, I guess for my last kind of uh, player that's I've kind of seen anywhere ranked from the second to the fourth round is uh, another Minnesotan who, uh, in fact, went to the same school as me in Maple Grove, and uh, Brock Faber, who has been a defenseman at the U.S. national team program the last couple of years, and he's he's another defenseman. He's not – he had 12 points, I think, in his 46 games. He's not a particularly, you know, dynamic offensive player, but he's great at breaking the puck out of the zone. He's a great skater. He's very solid defensively. And I, I've seen some people in the scouting community who are big fans of his and, you know, just some who are all over. So he's another guy, another Minnesotan that I think is potentially worth a pick in the middle rounds too, if the, you know, if they're interested. Yeah. And of course to our listeners, if you guys are, are big draft nuts and you have kind of some, some late round guys, mm-hmm. feel free to tweet them at us at sound the foghorn. Give us a little, a little blurb on who they are, where they play what you like in them, where you think they might be picked, and we'll go ahead and retweet that. Uh, always always looking to look into more guys. It's just, I mean, when you're yeah. so many people to look uh, at. Uh, we, we did our deep dive into the first round where there's a lot more information mm-hmm. and uh, you know, leave, leaving the uh, the middle round stuff to the professionals. So hoping, hoping the Wild can continue to find some success kind of in the second and third 
where they seem to have really have been hitting well on uh, these last couple of years. Uh, keeping in the spirit of the draft, we are going to do a draft. Uh, all right, so, so stick with us here. In the spirit of the draft, we are going to do a draft of, of players that were drafted by the Wild. So it's a, it's a starting lineup just like we've done with many of our other drafts. Uh, two wings, center, two defensemen, and a goalie, but they had to have been drafted by the Minnesota Wild. They didn't necessarily have to have played for the Wild. Uh, and then we did also add in the stipulation uh, that uh, they you do have to play them at their position. So there's a couple exceptions. Like if you take Granlin, you could put him at center or you could put him at wing. Um, but you have to guide, ha- you can't draft three wings and put one of them at center if they were never drafted or didn't play center. Defenseman, Hannonist doesn't matter, goalies. Um, and then our other stipulation was it they have to have played in the NHL. Um, so no Matt Boldy's, with the exception of Kirill Kaprizov, since we know he is going to be here next year. But no Havanov, Boldy, uh, you know, the other guys that were drafted late. So uh, I think we, we're kind of started moving into rotation here of picks. So Justin, I believe we decided we'll have the first pick. I will go second and Zeke, because you did pick first in the last mm-hmm. one, right? Yes, so you will go last, and then the next draft I will pick first. But for this one, Justin, you get to pick first. So again, it's the all-time Minnesota Wild starting lineup of players drafted by the Minnesota Wild. And I made the list. It's not as bad as I originally thought, but it's still no. not great. Right. So Justin, gonna... you get to kick us off. All right. I'm going to go with the most dynamic player to this point in our franchise history, uh, right wing, and Marion Gabrick. Yeah, yep. He was who I had at one. I'm going to go with who I think will be the most dynamic player since Marion Gabrick. Also on the right wing, I'm going to go with Kirill Kaprizov as my right wing. Zika comes to you. You get not one, but two picks at the turn. I think there's an advantage to that here, especially. Okay. So, hmm, let's see, drafted by the Wild. I think I'll go down the middle with the uh, all-time leading scorer and first full-time captain in Miko Koivu at center. And then I think for my next pick that I have here, I think I'm going to go uh, Undy. Even though he wasn't as great here, I'm going to go with Brent Burns. Yep, those were good picks. I would have accepted Burns at defense or at wing. So. Oh, okay. I'll put him deep. Um, and I'll note too, for, for purposes of voting, you can take uh, this player's best season. Um, so it could be Burns's Norris season if mm-hmm. you really wanted to. So uh, comes back to me here. Uh, defense drops off somewhat, so I want to make sure I grab one stud defender. And I'm gonna go with the guy that just got a nice little six years. $42 million extension in Jonas Brodin. So Justin will come to you. Now you have two picks. Start off with Gabrick. Where right. do you go next? Good, good question. I'm going to pick Granlund at center. And this was next on my list. And then I think, let's see. I'll take Matt Dumba for defense. Yeah, you guys have literally like we've literally gone <laughs> right down my list virtually in order that I had it. So <laughs> great match. Nice. I like. Yes. 
or it just shows how clearly we know like yeah this guy was the best yeah. <laughs> all right uh comes to me next Let's see looking at uh you guys both have a center so i don't have to take one to later so that's sweet um really stack up on D, but <clears throat> too many of the wingers here. So I'm going to go, I'm going to put Kirill Kaprasov on the right wing, and then I'm going to put Jason Zucker on the left wing. Okay. So I have Zucker, Kaprasov, Rodin. Justin has Granlin, Gabrick, and Dumba. Zeke has Koivu and Burns, and now has two picks. Okay. Well, let me see. I just got to a little bit of a refresher on who's here. Well, he's a center. I can't take him. Hmm. Now we're kind of getting thin. So I have two picks, right? You do have two picks. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I know he's has he only played six games with the Wild, but I think I'm going to put Alex Tuck on the right wing. I was debating between him and Zucker. And then for my next pick, I think I'm going to go in goal. And I'm kind of between between two options, but I think I'll go with Josh Harding in goal. Nice. The three goalies that they've actually drafted that have been usable like are actually all yeah. Oh, yeah. They're good. I wasn't too worried. Like I was like, ah, I should... like I might need to draft a goalie like, right away. I'm like, you know what? I'd be okay with any of these three. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, all... comes back to me... I could either go fill out my defense or grab a goalie. Yeah, I'm going to go with a Minnesota-born player that the Wild should have never traded, but we thought it would be a good idea to trade him uh, to Chicago for Cam Barker. Uh, I will take Uh, Nick Letty to pair with Jonas Brodine. It's debating heavily between him and Nick yeah. Schultz, but I think I don't know if I want Brodeen and Schultz. That's uh, yeah. that's a pretty offensive list. Yeah. So I'll take Brodeen. And uh, Justin comes to you. You get to make your last two yeah. picks. You so how? A, or no, sorry, have, you have two picks. Yeah. Like, not your last. Two, but. So Halla, he played center and wing, right? Yeah, I, I would let you. I could say you could throw him on the wing. I'd okay. be okay with that. So I'm gonna put Halla on my left wing. Right, so you need a defenseman and a goaltender. Which defenseman do I'm gonna take? I I don't really mind taking either goaltender, so I'm gonna fill up my D with uh, Marco Scandella. Right. Just clap bombs all day from the point yeah. with Dumba and Scandella. <laughs> like it. All right, so I need a center and a goalie. Uh, you guys have your centers. Uh, it doesn't really matter here because Zeke already has his center and his goalie, so my order doesn't super matter here. Got two centers I could go with here. Um, hmm, it's a tough one. So you guys already picked. I'm between Pierre Bouchard and Yule Eriksson Ek. Kind of, I think. Too, but. Yeah, I like I like Eck and yeah. Bouchard. But I think right. I'm gonna go Pierre Marc Bouchard. I just think had he played mm-hmm. a full career here, it would have been a lot. I mean, he was like a sixty point easy per year guy, and then he yeah. unfortunately got hurt. 
Bouchard. So it was. I'll go Bouchard as my center. I, I like that with, with Zucker and Caprice. I like that's a pretty mm-hmm. good offensive line. All right, see, so comes to you. You need you get your last two picks here. You need a left wing and a defenseman. Okay. So can you just remind me of your guys' teams again? So yeah. I can make so, sure I... so far, Justin has Eric Halla, Mikhail Granlin, and Marion Gabrick. Dumba and Scandella. I have Zucker, Bouchard, Kaprizov, Brodine, and Letty. You have Koivu, Tuck, Burns, okay. and Harding. Okay, so let's see. I need a D or a left wing. Well, or wing. So looking through, who is there? Three wings left on my list. Yeah. Okay. Let me just see. All very different types of yeah. Um, let's see. It's kind of tough. Hmm. Ooh, jeez. Okay. Um, what position do we consider Luke Cunning as? He could be wing or center. He's played both. Okay, I think I'm going to go with Luke Cunning because, uh, you know, there's guys like, yeah, no, I'll go with Cunning. Yeah, I think what I had left, I had Cunning as my highest, and then I had mm-hmm. the other two I notable were Cal Clutterbuck and Jordan Greenway. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Cool. I don't really have many beyond those. I don't know, Justin, no. if you had any other wingers, but... I wrote a bunch down. Those probably would have been the ones I would have gone off, but I had, like, Pouliot, Cassian, Bugard, and Veyu written oh, down, too. Yeah, cool. what a plus. Kind of just... mm-hmm. All right, and then rounding out your team with a defenseman. There's not terrible crop left here yet. Oh, it's me? Yeah, you get okay. to finish that. So, let's see. A mm. couple good options, yeah. Yeah. Let me just see quickly. Go with... Okay. Uh, has someone taken Nick Schultz yet? Nope. Okay, I'll go with Nick Schultz. Not a bad mix there with Schultz and Burns. All right. Uh, for goalies, uh, the only three goalies Wild have drafted, I think that, well, that, that have played the NHL, Harding, Darcy Kemper, and Anton Hudobin. So for me, oh, between, yeah, I forgot about that. Jeez. Yeah. So I'm between Kemper and Hudobin. Like, Anton Hudobin was basically a career backup up until this playoff run. So I'm like, mm-hmm. the recency bias, I feel like, could be there. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like maybe Spiller's salty at Kemper a little bit, but yeah. Kemper became a legit starter this year. Mm-hmm. And so if we're building an all-time team, I think I will take the starter over the career backup. So I will go with Darcy Kemper and then forcing Justin's hand, he gets Anton Hudobin by default. So. Yep. That rounds out my team. All right. Uh, I'm going to check right now. I think uh, I may have swayed our listeners to actually finally pick me to win a draft last week. I attempted <laughs> to sway them. You did. Um, <laughs> it was all really very close. I didn't have enough. They have all been very close, which is good. That means, uh, yeah. yeah. So final I'm, results, I did come out with a 36.8% uh, votes for me, 38 votes total. Zeke had 34.2. And Justin, despite oldies but goodies, 28.9%. Uh, and for what it's worth, this was exchanged in a common thread. My mm-hmm. dad would have picked Justin's team, but he doesn't have to. I'll throw one more vote for yeah. Justin, but it's not enough to skew the results. Right, I guess the age range of my voters might not be on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, yeah, someone had to pick the old guys, so mm-hmm. I, I really, I considered a couple of guys like, mm-hmm. uh, 
um, Langenbrunner, brought. I mean, Langenbrunner, Broughton, I think people know, but I think the rest mm. of them, Christian maybe from the Miracle Team, but I think the rest yeah. maybe were a little bit yeah. outside. Mm-hmm. All right, so to recap here, oh, does he have some ad? Oh, no, I was just going to say, we were talking about voting. I'm still surprised a month later how I won with Pierre Maguire on my broadcast team. Oh, I thought I thought for sure that was going to yeah. sink I, you. But, oh, yeah. yeah, that was, that was These are fun for us always, too. So mm-hmm. uh, the final rosters here for our all-time Minnesota Wild starting lineup of Minnesota Wild drafted players. Justin takes Eric Halla, Mikhail Granlund, Marion Gabrick. That's a lot of speed up front. Matt Dumba, Marco Scandella at the point, just ripping clap bombs all day long. Anton Hudobin, the journeyman, the Russian Buddha in net. Uh, I have Jason Zucker, Pierre-Marc Bouchard, Kirill Kaprizov, a couple snipers, speed, uh, maybe a little bit undersized. Then I'll go shut down Jonas Brodine, and then the uh, Nick Letty, Darcy Kemper in goal. Zeke rounds it out with some grit uh, with Luke Cunnan, Alex Tuck, and Nico Koivu. Nick Schultz and Brent Burns with a real good blue line there. Josh Harding and Nett, reminder for voting. We get the best season of each of these guys, whether or not it was in a wild jersey. So Burns gets his, uh, you know, his uh, Norris season, Alex Tuck in Vegas, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Darcy Gamper is a starter. Anton Hudobin's playoff run. So you get the best of that player. So uh, that will do it uh, for this two-part episode. Uh, brought almost, uh, looks like a, over an hour and a half of content mm-hmm. to you guys. Hopefully to keep you busy uh, leading up to the draft. Uh, as I mentioned in part one, uh, this will serve as next week's episode. We're going to release them both. So totally up to you if you want to wait till next week to listen, but we will not be doing a new one next week um, unless something big happens. If the Wild do make a trade or something, then we might jump on for an emergency one. But barring any major news, uh, this will be our last show until after the draft, I believe, right? That's, yeah, it's in that's two moment. weeks, yeah. yeah two weeks so because uh, that draft is monday tuesday and of course we record thursday so we might even jump on and do an early one wednesday to recap uh so guys before we sign off again let's remind everybody where you can find them uh zeke we'll start with you yeah so you can find me on twitter <coughs> at zb wild nation underscore hw and you can find all my work at hockeywellness.com and uh, just one more heads uh, shout out is that we are starting next week doing our why the wild to draft this player for a few first round picks and i will be doing mine on the why this draft my guy yaroslav askarov so be sure to check out all the draft content coming there next week and justin what about you you can find me at deast 2004 you can find me at CapriceFC with the CapriceF Countdown. You can find me at MNW Prospects with Wild Prospects and Young Players. And continue to look out for news on that because, you know, the KHL season is going now. So we have a little updates here and there. So. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at B underscore Marsh 92. Be sure you follow the podcast account as well at Sound the Foghorn. That's all one word. Uh, two-part draft episode guys in the books well done a lot of research justin's got a baby on the way potentially even by the time we record next so best of uh, luck to you and the missus hope everything goes well uh, if that baby decides to come before we talk to you next but exciting times there for you so best of luck with that as for our listeners thanks for tuning in Talk to you next time. It'll be post-draft. Hopefully we're coming in happy with a uh, Marco Rossi, Quentin Byfield, or another awesome player. This has been another episode of Sound of Hawker.